Hi, and welcome to the 91 Day Success Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan, and today I am thrilled to have a new friend with me, uh, Edmund Bogan out of Florida. Uh, Edmund and I met through actually a Facebook group that I have uh, talking all about artificial intelligence, ChatGPT, Google Bard, Claude, MidJourney, you name it. And boy, we really hit it off. And I'm really impressed with what Edmund's doing in his real estate business and wanted to take a little bit of time to chat with him, learn a bit more about what he's doing and have him share some of his really amazing tips of what he's doing to promote his business down in Florida. So Edmund, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm thrilled to have you with me. For those that may not be familiar with you, can you give us kind of a 30-second elevator pitch and uh, tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure, sure. Well, first of all, thank you, uh, Jonathan, for having me on the 91-day uh, podcast. I, I think it's a great concept, and we are kindred spirits in, uh, in our philosophy, and I, I do appreciate that. I, uh, again, Edmund Bogan moved to South Florida from New York City uh, just about 10 years ago. I'm a happily married uh, father of two. My girls are all grown up now. Uh, and one golden doodle who's sitting next to me here, so I can't forget about that. But uh, when I moved down, my wife, uh, you know, we, we had to find something to do. I had exited a business in New York on the marketing end and had real estate investments. And, you know, I could either retire extremely modestly and my wife then said, well, what's the next option? And the other option was to buy a business. Like many of your uh, viewers, I'm sure it would be great. Find something that's up and running. You're buying cash flow. It sounds like a great idea. Problem is the only thing I could find was a shredded company. Great business, by the way, but just not for me. So I became a realtor. And in my head, it was a giant step backwards in life. Uh, because I always found salespeople, particularly realtors, extremely annoying. Um, but really what ended up happening was I dropped into a phenomenal life as, as a business person you need to look at the characteristics of a business. And just like a marketing business, we don't keep an inventory, at least not a physical one, not a, not a perishable one. So it's not like apples that need to be sold by tomorrow or they'll go bad. Um, we don't have... Uh, a real need for office space per se. You need to hang your hat every now and then, but it lends itself to the whole digital movement that's going on. Um, if you're doing very well, you could hire a lot of people. If you're not doing very well, regrettably, businesses lay off people, and that is a reality in every business. Um, but I liked the characteristics of what it meant to sell real estate. So I went into that, and the stuff that you're seeing with me on... Uh, Social media and AI is just kind of a byproduct of my past that I'm marrying with my present. Well, one of the things that I, I really enjoy about what you're doing and I was really intrigued by is as a realtor, I've seen you really focus on the area you work in, which correct me if I'm wrong, but it's down in Miami Beach, Palm Beach area. Is that correct? Am, it, am I... It's actually Boca Raton, Florida. And you're not okay. far off because I always say my team as a team works from uh, as far south as Miami Beach and as far north as uh, Palm Beach. But if you had to make a bullseye, I personally am a gated community and country club specialist. And I have people on my team who are waterfront specialists. Um, we, we divide and conquer that way. So we know the product. We know the territory. Um, it's, it's helpful. Well, that's again one of the things I was so impressed with is you you had a niche that you were focused on, and I and I saw you as we started getting to know each other, really provide just immense value to your community. We do the 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 webinars you're running, the the things you're doing, and I loved how you were educating people about the areas that you're in, and and that really impressed me because it seems like so many real estate agents that I know or that I run into, um, probably you know I have a similar perspective to maybe what you did before you got in the industry that. Um, um, you know, a lot of them are, are I want to say, glorified used car salespeople, not trying to insult anyone, but you're, no, that's you're, really, you're not far off. That's really what my perception was. And when I saw what you were doing, it was like, okay, Edmund is really the expert in this area. Now, I live in Michigan, which is a long ways away. So, again, maybe I was off a little bit geographically, but I know if I'm going to be down there in South Florida, you'd be the first guy I'd call if I was looking for a place to buy, because even if you couldn't help me, I'd know you'd know the people that could. Sure. And as as a, a resource, you know, as you know about me, I love 
helping people create that subject matter expertise, become the expert in your area. And you've done that so well in your area down there. Uh, just as you were saying, you know, you're a specialist in gated communities and, and that. And what a great way to build a business because you're now not competing with every realtor in Boca Raton. You're now, you are the expert and through your team, you have a larger expertise in what you do. And so if I'm looking to be in a gated community, you're the guy I'm going to call. And I love how you've done that without necessarily raising your billboard and going, hey, call me for gated community real estate. You just added value. You've done that. Talk to us a little bit, because I know a lot of our listeners, maybe not be in real estate, but they're they're dealing with local businesses. They've got a local market like you. You know, you're not trying to sell to me in Michigan, but maybe if I'm moving down, you do want to reach out to me. How do you recommend that local business follow suit with what you've done? And what advice can you give them, Edmund, as ways to become that local go-to expert for whatever it is that they do? Well, to me... I can name five colleagues, friends that make a million dollars a year selling real estate. A million dollars. Everyone loves that whole million dollar number. And 10 years ago, it was worth a lot more than it is today. But Amen still, that's that. a benchmark that, that people love. A million dollar agent is a big book that's out there. So here's the thing. And I think I could give you something that uh, your audience can relate to. When I was single, years ago. I'm, I'm a pretty big guy. I'm, not, I'm a good looking guy, but I, I judge myself well. I got a little drunk in the trunk right here, you know? And uh, I used to go with my friends on the weekends to the beach. And these were guys that worked out all the time. They met some of these great girls that were able to actually talk and network and meet and, you know, get dates, whatever it might be. And I never was able to do that at the beach. However, Later that evening, when we were at the nightclub, the bar, the restaurant, wherever we might be, the exact same women were in the in a, just a different environment. And guess what? That's where my personality and where my ability to sell that product, this product's there. So, you know, I say this to everyone, and it sounds silly, but I'm very serious about it, that if you're not a good cold caller, don't cold call. If you would rather die, I've had people say that, I'd rather not live the life that I'm living if I have to cold call. There's, for whatever reason, people absolutely hate it. I'm like, great, don't. If you don't like the food they're treating on a diet, you're not going to stay on that diet that long. So if you could get past this, you could begin to realize that there's a certain philosophy that, that you need to have. To me, I'm a farmer. I live in a place called St. Andrew's Country Club. There's 730 homes here, and I'm famous to those 730 people. And I say that without any arrogance, by the way, I spend a lot of time and a lot of money getting famous to those people. So you, you can realize that if I went, like these million dollar agents, you know, all these girls that you see in Miami who mm -hmm. are like really uh, just have French accents and they're hot and they do all that, you know, they're going for somebody and they're gonna get it over me, I'm, I'm gonna lose there. But I can tell you that you could develop and successfully develop a plan and a niche for yourself based on what works for you. Just as I'm not the guy to meet the women on the beach, same product, same yep. category, different environment. You need to find where you need to sell. That's what I say to everybody today. Mm, I love it. And I love how you've done that. And again, focused on, again, your strengths. I love that perspective. You're not trying to be everything to everybody because that's impossible. Yeah. You can't. And, and when you try to do that, we all know when you try to be everything to everybody, you fail miserably and you don't get that success. You know, I, I love your your comment that, you know, there's 700 and some homes or whatever that you said there in your area and right. you are the expert there. Um, that's that gives you and, and and that fits in with something I learned how to do, ironically, from my coach, who's actually in Miami, not too far from you. Um, my my agency coach that we use to for, for us for our business is all about picking a niche and becoming the expert in that niche so that when people have a need there, you're the you're naturally where they gravitate to and I love that concept because not only does it work in our agency world where I'm at, it works in real estate. It works if you're a dentist. It works if you're a chiropractor. It works if you're a pharmacist. It doesn't matter if you can be that expert in that niche. You then can pull people to you that are more likely to want to do business with you and more likely, candidly, to be great clients because they're a good fit with what you're passionate about 
in what you're doing. 100%. And I think I, I would imagine, we haven't talked about this, but I would guess that you have read Seth's blog, Seth Godin. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I know a Seth Godin fan when I see one. I'm a huge Seth Godin fan. <laughs> one of the things, I, I, I got to look it up in his archive. He gave the example, um, he gave several different examples in the work that he did. One of them was about a buffet. And he said, at any given time, a buffet might have a 75 to 80% approval rate, even the best buffets that are out there. Now, let's talk about the 25% of why they don't like the buffet. Maybe you're vegan and there's not enough vegan options. Maybe you're kosher and there's not a kosher section. Maybe um, the opposite is true and you love bacon and there's not really bacon options or there's only one chocolate cake and you're a huge chocolate cake fan. So what Godin said at that point was you could either go extremely wide and create a vegan section, a kosher section, and multiple chocolate cakes, and multiple things. Or you could cut out a huge portion of potential customers, and, and your viewers, like everyone, has a problem with this, um, and say, I'm going to make the bacon lover's buffet. Well, there, mm -hmm. I just lost the vegans. I certainly lost the kosher section. I've lost all these different things right here. However, now they're having bacon-wrapped scallops and bacon and eggs and bacon and this and bacon and that and they went deep they didn't go wide they went deep really really deep and what happens the place is jammed it's jammed because while you're going to lose those customers uh, the kosher and the vegan and all this there is a moving a movement and i'll say it this way a movement in the united states that loves bacon i want the bacon damn it and that's going to be the case so it was a great blog post that he wrote and i oftentimes think about that that you can go wide. Now, the big difference is I don't want to lose the people that, that are the kosher people either. I, a lot of your people say, but wait a minute, it wouldn't be great to get everyone. Yes, it is. And my team is more than capable of handling it. But from a marketing standpoint, the consistent message that you want to get out there, um, I think it's really important. I hope I'm not talking too much, but I get it. No, no. And in fact, I love what you're saying. And I love that analogy because the way I look at your business, and, and I don't know it nearly as well. So correct me if I'm wrong here, Edmund, but what you've basically done using that same analogy is you've said, okay, and right or wrong, you're, you're going to have the bacon buffet. But as a corporate entity, as a team, you're also going to have a vegan buffet and a kosher buffet and a vegetarian buffet and whatever else buffets that you want, maybe a, a seafood buffet. And that's all part of your empire. It's part of your team and part of how you serve. The difference is, is you're not having one location or one person that's trying to say, I'm an expert in every possible area. So if I want to go to a kosher buffet, I now have a location in Boca Raton that I can go to that I can have that. And if I decide I want a pizza buffet, I have a location I can go to for that. They just all happen to be managed and operated following your best practices and everything else by you as a, in this case, a proverbial restaurant magnet. Uh, and I think that's mm -hmm. so true because when we go deep and we specialize, we attract that group of people. And sure, if you want a kosher section, you're not going to go to the bacon buffet. But if I want a pizza buffet, I'm not going to go to the vegan buffet, most likely. And so that's okay. You're you're picking your your audience. I think one of the things that that always amazes me, and you've probably ran into this too. I don't go to many networking events anymore, but in my past life, I certainly used to. And you know, people would go around and go, "Hey, you know, Edmund, tell us in 60 seconds who's the perfect customer for you." And inevitably, somebody would stand up and go, "Anybody that can fog a mirror." And I'm like, no, 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 because now I don't know who to recommend to you. I don't know who to say you should talk to. But when you get up in that same networking event and go, hi, I'm Edmund, and I specialize in gated community homes in the Boca Raton, Florida area, now immediately my mind goes to who do I know that lives in that area, is moving to that area, that's interested in that area, that might be interested in living in a gated community. And I may or may not have somebody to recommend, but if you say, Hi, I'm Edmund, and I serve anybody that can fog a mirror that wants a house. Well, I don't know anybody that, that wants a house. That's too too broad. I can't connect with that, and it just doesn't work. So great analogy. I love that. That's fantastic. No. Thank you, Seth Godin, as well, right? Hey, you know, it that kind of fits in with there are no new ideas. We just kind of remake the old ideas and, and retry them. I, uh, I've always loved that statement, too, that, you know, there aren't necessarily lots of new ideas. There's just new versions of old ideas 
that work out. And as a marketer, I love that because, you know, one of my mentors actually made his living selling billboards. I've never sold a billboard in my entire life. But the things that he taught me about identifying your audience and understanding what their pain points were and understanding how to quickly connect with them, because again, he sold billboards. So he had three to five words that he could use to connect with somebody. Those things have helped me out tremendously in the digital marketing world, even though it has nothing to do directly with billboards. So anyway, a total side trail. I could run down that rabbit trail and have fun. No, Talk to us a little bit. Talk to us a little bit about how did you end up deciding that you wanted to be the expert in gated community housing and gated community living? That obviously is very specific. And can you tell us a little bit about your process, Edmund, and what caused you to, to select that? I know, again, a lot of our audience is other business owners, and they may be wondering, how do I pick that niche and, and how do I know it's the right one? Can you talk to us a little bit about that process that you went through and how you settled where you're at? Sure. Well, I'm glad you asked the question. I will say this, that sometimes the niche finds you. Yes. Uh, my wife and I were moving to Florida. We knew that. We did our research. We found this community. So the community was already appealing to us. Okay. Talk about it finding us, that we know that um, also waterfront, not that this is not saturated. Believe me, I've got plenty of, if I open up yesterday's mail, I'm sure I've got at least one or two competitors may always come to me. But that said, um, what I'm really getting out of uh, this area, I looked at it and I said, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of property. It's where I want to live. And it's where I could actually focus on. And for those that are watching this that are scared of perhaps declaring a focus, um, Make it one of your business lines. Make it a line of what you want to do. That is our uh, gated community division. I could say that. I've got waterfront specialists too. I could sell that. But let's see what actually comes of it because, again, nobody wants to spend a month or two months chasing a particular niche only to find out that even though it appealed to them, there is no business there. So mm. I would try it out as a line of business first and see how that actually um, fits, uh, recognize that the people, uh, that are out there, there, there is, if you follow the small world phenomenon, that was a, uh, yeah, yeah. written by two sociologists, everyone has in their immediate first degree, at least 150 people. So that means that Jonathan, actually you're the perfect example. I just know you because we met uh, electronically through yes. social media. And you're a nice guy. And for whatever reason, we've made our judgments about each other. Now you've got at least 150 people in your first degree. A guy like you would argue we have a lot more than that. But um, collectively, our separate uh, degrees of, of influence, the people that we know, might be far more helpful because we've never interacted with each other before. So mm. people need to look at that as well. Anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here. I don't want to. No, no, I, I think it's actually really good advice and it's timely. You're, you're not aware because I uh, it was a different audience last night, but last night at about eight o'clock Eastern time, uh, I was on a, a, a podcast interview with a, a group and one of the questions that came up was talking about this niching down or niching down and how do you do that and how do you pick the right niche? And one of the things that, that I even struggled to answer, and I wish I had your answer, it was just great, was, you know, start this niche as or niche, and I don't know how to say it, so I'll say it both I ways. I don't either. <laughs> I know they say yeah. there's riches in the niches, which doesn't <laughs> sound right if you say there's riches in the niches, uh, yeah. but niches doesn't seem right. So anyway, that's a whole separate, we could do a whole separate episode on that, well, and well, I'd need that somebody that smarter that than me to tell me. Uh, yeah, exactly. But anyway, the, I love what you talk about, about saying start it as a line of business. In other words, explore that niche, try it out, see how it works and see how it resonates. And you may find out it works really well. I can, from personal experience, say that worked. Um, I don't even know if I've told you yet, but I just, uh, this summer, I ended up leaving the agency that I founded 13 years ago, stepping away from day to day and founding a new agency because I'm that startup guy and I really wanted to do a new startup and use all the things I'd learned. And when I got started in August 1st, I was really planning on focusing on selling to solely to managed IT services companies. 
And what happened along the way, kind of like you're talking about, all of a sudden I had digital marketing agencies reaching out to me because that was in my sphere of influence going, hey, I see what you're doing, helping these companies create topical authority, use AI to create really compelling content and be seen as the expert in their field. Can you do that for me and my clients? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's really the same process. You know, it's probably like you selling a, a house in a gated community isn't entirely different than selling a house that's not in a gated community. Obviously, your area of expertise may change there. But I did it. I, I quickly looked at that. And like you said, in a line of business, I pivoted that primary focus because while I was talking to managed IT service companies and was able to bring some of them on as clients, I found many of them were much less ready to, to do business, if that makes sense. While these digital marketing agencies were like asking me, would you please make an exception and work with me? Would you please work with me? And now that's become, since the end of August, that's become the main focus of our business. Because again, we were, uh, just as you said, we were paying attention and we let that niche come to us and find us. And then when we did, we embraced it. And it really worked out very well and continues to. And I'm happy. So I think that's a great analogy. I love how you you talked about that as a, a line of business. You don't have to pick a niche and and kind of say, okay, I'm only going to sell houses in gated communities to people that want to live there in Boca Raton. And if anybody outside of a gated community contacts me, I'm not going to talk to them. You don't have to do that day one. You can over time build to that as you become that expert in the area. But you don't have to start there day one. You can start by becoming that expert, developing that authority, and then becoming the person that, that people want to talk to in the expert in that area. I think that's just really profound. I, I, thank you. No, I, I, one of the things I'd love to know, and, and again, you've done this so well, you've really leveraged social media to talk about your community to share things about your community, to reach out. And I know on a couple of the webinars that I've been on that you've done, you don't limit that in, in your groups. You don't limit them just to other real estate agents or just to people buying or selling homes. Talk to us a little bit about your philosophy and your perspective, Edmund, in using social media to become that local expert in your area. Sure. Well, I, I, uh, I look at it as kind of a blended approach that I want to have a certain number of touch points with different people. Um, we didn't talk yet about my mastermind group where I've got a separate business, where I've got realtors. There's 1.5 million of us in the United States. And if you're a realtor watching and you want to subscribe to my uh, mastermind, it's $30 a month and you're able to actually come and network and meet with other agents and get advice and peer support and all that fun stuff. Now, why did I put that together? That was something that came through the growth of social media. I noticed that realtors are friends with a lot of realtors on mm. social media. I thought that that was kind of funny because I want to be friends with you. I want you to recommend me, but in trying to grow out this other business of uh, masterminding among realtors, I made the observation that people were gravitating towards some very specific messages within that. It's the same thing that we were talking about before, but now taking it to a digital level. Sure. So whether it's somebody who lives here at St. Andrew's Country Club, um, where I've got specialized social media, I started an Instagram account called St. Andrew's Members. It's a oh, oh, I like it. Mm. it it's, and it's a full disclaimer of who I am. Um, but it is for the members here and their adult children only. And mm. I throw this, I only have 205 members in that, but those 205 people, A, they're not very social media savvy. They're not very active. They're not following Kim Kardashian and, and all of this. But, um, so I know that I've got a very high memorable rate among those people. But let's talk about other things. I'm also Facebook friends with them. They're also getting my weekly email, I hope where I've got a weekly report that my virtual assistant in the Philippines puts together for them. They're getting my monthly snail mail. They're getting invited to special events that I have. I rented the ballroom for a special community-wide event. They are uh, getting home valuations, CMAs, comparative market analysis. They're getting a variety of stuff from what I'm producing. It's not just social media. But that makes it so that the day you come down and visit me and I take you to the clubhouse for lunch, 
everyone's going to say, Ed, 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 you know, suddenly you've got that. And again, it's not arrogance. It's by design. It's by design. I wanted to be famous to that group of people. And here's the reason why. One other scientific study. Um, if, Jonathan, you had to name a cola, could you name a cola the drink? Oh, absolutely. I can, I can think of Coke right off the top of my head. Okay. Can you think of another cola? Pepsi. Great. What about a third? Boy, now we're starting to get a little bit more difficult. It, I don't it's have It's real any. hard real quick, right? It does. Okay. So you might say RC Cola. Oh, if yeah, that'd be a good one. Since, yeah. you're, since we're similar age, you'd probably say Shasta. I, then, I, yep. then you'd break down and you'd mess up and you'd say Dr. Pepper. It's not a cola. 7-Up, not a cola. It's soda, but it's not a cola. So why do I, I say this? Studies have been done that showed the consumer has only so much room for a particular brand. There's Coke, there's Pepsi, and then there's everybody else. In that order, by the way. Pepsi might get upset by it, but all the studies show that it's in that order. Yeah, um, makes sense. Now, what did people do to overcome that? They became Snapple. They rewrote the brand because the, the, the stuff. So what I'm constantly doing is saying, how could I be the Snapple of this community? How could I now get over that when everyone has such a limited amount of space in their mind for brands? I Just then, why is it that, that Tesla is so uh, impressive? You know, it, it, anybody could build an electric car and now people are and they're going to slowly lose market share, of course. But what they own that brand, that's the first thing that someone's going to think about. A mm. tissue is not a Kleenex. Kleenex brand is a brand of tissues. So there's only so much capacity that we have. And if your viewers would embrace that and say that, they're probably a lot closer to success than they, they thought they would. When I lose out on a $10 million listing, that person went with somebody else that I know. So I was in the running. I could have had that. But for whatever yeah. reason, there was a failure point, at least from my standpoint, a failure point, and they went with the competitor. Well, that's fine. But the point is that the laws of, of mathematics will say eventually some of those deals will come to me. I'll be able to get some of those and how we perfect ourselves is really a big part of that. Does that make sense? I mean, that, that's, that's kind of the philosophy that I take to work every day. It, it makes tremendous sense. And I really appreciate you unpacking that and sharing that because I think it's so relevant to so many business owners. Again, I think one of the things that so many entrepreneurs struggle with, I did early in my career, I know that especially was again, embracing the fact that specialty had value uh again and and i love that concept i've not really thought that through but you're right we're bombarded as consumers with so much information and so many different brands that subconsciously i know i filter out all kinds of things because it doesn't relate to me doesn't relate to me doesn't relate to me and when you as a as an entrepreneur as a business owner as a professional can target as you've done like at St Andrews and say okay if you're if you live at St Andrews have a property at St Andrews or an adult child of someone that does now you've made an incredibly small and an incredibly select group but everybody in that group wants to know what you're talking about sure and so instead of appealing to all of South Florida which only a very small portion wants to probably know about what you're dealing with and is interested in a good prospect, you're now able to address their needs specifically. You're able to also make them feel like they're in an exclusive club because there aren't 4,000 people in, in this group. There aren't 4,000 people that you're talking to. And, and that creates more value for the people that are involved because it feels more special and, and related and topically specific to them. So I think that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned, go ahead. No, I, 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 kudos. That's exactly where uh, my head is at with whatever business I'm trying to uh, promote. And just before we, I don't want to end the, the broadcast without talking about the uh, Facebook groups 
So, but ask what you were going to ask. Me. Oh, yeah, no, we're, we're not we're not ready to quit yet. I've got so many more questions for you. But <laughs> what I wanted to do is I want I'm I'm a huge fan of masterminds, and I know you run a mastermind. You mentioned that really briefly. Um, talk to us a little bit about why you chose to run a mastermind and and what value you're providing. And feel free to give details. If I know I've got realtors that are clients and that are paying attention to this, I'd love them to understand what you do as well. But tell us a little bit about your mastermind, Edmund. Sure. Well, business coaching seems to become the rage. Uh, I think the concept is great. I think the word's been bastardized a bit, that there's just not um, a standard that gets set. And then you get the big names that are out there that have become coaches. I think that they're leaving a tremendous amount of realtors behind because, you know, my coach is $1,200 a month. He's great. I can afford it. There's a lot of people that can't. Um, mm. So a mastermind, while it shouldn't be necessarily a replacement, it certainly is a very similar experience, at least the way that I produce my masterminds, that we've got agents from all over the country. So whether you're in Michigan and I'm in Florida and you're selling a, a house for a million dollars and I'm selling a house for a million dollars and we're in two very different types of houses, the, the experience that we have, the human nature hasn't changed you're going to have a certain amount of clients that you can't stand, unfortunately. There's going to be people that are going to be problematic. There are going to be circumstances that can come up. For example, I've got your listing. I've got a buyer. That buyer offers me $50,000 less than another buyer that was brought to me by another agent. Every realtor has gone through this. And, you know, you could so make the, you've got Jonathan's ear. I could make the argument that this other offer is so much better and therefore get a 6% commission. And we're, we're arguing this on a national level now. I mean, th this is something that, that is really, really um, uh, problematic in the industry. So what, what's got to happen is, you know, for, for reputation is everything. You've got to get that word out that, that you're not that guy to kind of get the, uh, you know, both sides of the deal that you're really looking at for the client's best, uh, best interest. I kind of lost myself here. I'm trying to think about. No, that. you're, you're good. We were talking about the mastermind and again, just the, the business coaching. And, and, and so, and so that, yes, that's the point. So what, what happens in Michigan and happens in Florida, the same problems, the same people we can, as two separate realtors in two different territories, speak about just what your headache is and what my headache is and see if they can have some type of collective way to overcome those headaches. Uh, the members of my group, we call them rainmakers. They have a hotline that they could dial into in a WhatsApp group that goes out to everyone who's in there and you can send a text saying, basically help, this client's asking me for this, does this make sense? And now you can get the collective advice from the different people that are in that, that group, that pod of members within Rain Nation. Um, so I, I think, and there's some traditional coaching that I offer as well, but it's not what I really will try and, and sell someone first. I've looked at this business that's grown entirely um, by, at least initially through my own interaction with realtors, but now is driving, the driving force is the Facebook groups. Um, which I know that you've been doing pretty well with uh, as well, at least from what I can see. Well, we've certainly been trying and working on that. And I think I think Facebook groups are a huge value to a business. I think they're a great asset to build. Um, I will readily admit, as you know, they take a lot of time. But when they're curated well and they're run well, they're a great source of leads because, again, you're surrounding yourself with people uh, taking another thing that I believe was from Seth Godin, but you're surrounding people in your with people in your tribe, and and that's so hugely valuable to do. Um, There's a Facebook group that I started new to Boca Raton, Delray Beach, and the surrounding areas. Um, it's a very boring name, but it says exactly what it is. <laughs> and people come into it. They're asked, uh, "Do you rent? Do you own? Or are you planning to buy?" I mean, those were the only three options they gave when people signed up. And by the way, would you give us your email address so that we could add you to our newsletter? Now I see that Jonathan is planning to buy and I have his email address. Now for the realtors that are looking out on this right now, how valuable is that? If I told you that that group is growing organically by at least 50 people per day and I'm hardly doing anything to grow that, 
you know, I'm, the content is just so powerful. Um, I got this idea, by the way, not from a guy like Jonathan or from a tech person. I got this from an 80 year old woman who lives in my community. She doesn't know anything about social media, but she's got a Facebook group with a hundred thousand members. Wow. And I said to her, what did you do? What is the, it's about bereavement, something that fortunately I've not gone through a lot of. Um, so when her husband died, she created a Facebook group for bereavements. And it was not just it was South Florida or it was some type of something that hit home more than just bereavement. It could have been for Jews. It could have been for Christians. It could have been South Florida. It could have been whatever. I don't know, even know the name of the whole thing, but it was something that really resonated and it grows like crazy. And she puts up just a few posts a week and moderates other posts that come in. And sure enough, so I said, wow, how, could, how do we do this for and make an economic engine behind it? She never would. She doesn't want to. But so new to Boca Raton, Delray Beach and the surrounding area is great. Now you're in the group. Now I see that you're buying. What kind of drip campaign can you be put on? What kind of emails are you going to get from us? Would it make sense for us to get your physical snail mail? Is it worth that 62 to cents to $1.80, depending upon the mailer, to actually get you on that list? What, what, what is this oh, the best use of time? And for anyone that's watching this right now, you could start a Facebook group about something that Jonathan and I cannot compete with. For women, the women's group, I've never had babies. I've never given birth. Can't compete with you. I've never been a widower. Can't compete with you. I've never had, uh, I've never been an alcoholic. Alcoholics Anonymous, I've got a friend. All this business comes from AA. I've never been an alcoholic, thank goodness. And I don't think that he would think that this is just the only line, but even jokes about it. He said that he just goes to a meeting every day. He meets new people. They're a group of people committed to helping one another. Just think about all this. They own businesses. And when it comes to something, they'll speak to him. And every now and then he calls me up and he says, Ed, I've got a friend that wants to, uh, wants to move. Uh, how do you know him? He goes, how do you think I know him? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, this guy, and he would never tell me otherwise, but he knows his friend is public with his sobriety as well. So the, you're only limited by the creativity in which of the niche and the vehicles. The, we never before in human history if we had so much opportunity. There's so much opportunity. It's just it, it, your, your biggest problem should be picking the way to do it. No, uh, great advice and, and really wise counsel. Again, so many knowledge bombs you're dropping in here, Edmund. I really appreciate it. I mean, it's just so so applicable to any business that you're in. You obviously are doing well in real estate, but it's very obvious your experience in business has, has followed and carried with you because of the, the way that you're able to put everything together and the way you're looking at things. I love that context. And I can't imagine a better thing as a realtor than to build out, again, a local community in the area that you serve in order to, again, provide value. You're providing value to everybody that's moving into that area. It's looking at that area. And even if they've already bought a home, you still have that opportunity to now build your network with the other people that you know, maybe the plumbers, the electricians, the landscapers, all the other people that when somebody goes, hey, uh, I've got a problem because, you know, I, 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 I don't know what, what happens in South Florida, but, you know, uh, I, I need somebody to help me make my grass green because it's too hot down here or whatever. You've got somebody you can refer and that now adds value on another part of your network, which allows you to, again, add value to their lives. When you add value to their lives, guess who they're going to be thinking of next time somebody in their network is looking for you? 100%. And that's, that's exactly the, the goal. It, it's, this is much more of a lesson in the human sciences than it is in marketing, I think. It's much more mm -hmm. of a how are you going to if people would just stop and reverse engineer where the, every realtor says to me that the majority of their business, oh, sphere of influence, sphere of influence, sphere of influence. Um, and how much money are you putting into the marketing to that sphere of influence? Crickets. Silence. Yeah. yeah. Seen in Ferris Bueller's day off when uh, the teacher was saying Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller. I hope your audience gets that. I know you do. No, I, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but that's, um, that's just another example of, of really trying to uh, come up with, whether it's that, that younger Ed trying to meet women and couldn't do it at the beach, or whether it's you with a buffet trying to get uh, a very particular group of people. Um, the biggest fear that your viewership needs to get over is, am I cutting out anyone? That's what I hear yeah. from people all the time. 
uh, and everyone could have an example of where somebody says to me, oh, I bought a condo in the East because you're the gated community guy. It's happened. I mean, there, I've yeah. said it. It, it, it. Sometimes the message, but you have to take a look at the aggregate. In the aggregate, I've done pretty well. That's awesome. Well, and I think that's a great a great comment to remind everybody of is, you know, we may hear all over politics and TV and everything else that, you know, we can't exclude anybody. But when it comes to building our businesses, we need to be specific in order to have a community that we can serve. And that you're not you're not saying that you wouldn't work with anybody else. You're just saying for the people that you want to come to you, here's what I'm the expert at. Um, again, it, it's uh, that's something else we talked about on the, the webinar I did last night. It's I'm not because I work primarily with other digital marketing agencies, I'm not excluding you. In fact, I have realtors as clients. If you came to me and said, can you do this for me? The answer is absolutely, I can do that for you. But I'm not necessarily trying to become the expert in the real estate community for this. And I think that's what a lot of business owners struggle with because they go, well, I, I don't want to focus on just this because what if somebody else wants to do business with me? Well, if it's what you do and you're not going to require your team to, to reinvent the wheel in order to serve that client, then there's no reason you can't do that. You know, if you're if you're the local pharmacist and you decide you really want to focus on the the sports niche and everybody that's in sports and become the pharmacist that that they work with for pain meds and for vitamins and supplements and all the things that that they need that doesn't mean if i choose to walk in and i'm not a sports guy that you can't help me find supplements that work for me if you sell them that's perfectly fine sure. but you're probably not going to be marketing to me you're not going to be trying to appeal to me you're there to serve me if i need it but you're really becoming the expert in that area where you want to be seen as an expert. So great discussion. I really appreciate that, Edmund. I think that's fantastic. Well, I appreciate you and, and this is great. I, I, I really enjoy well, it. Before we're done though, I want to, yeah, I'm I really curious to ask you a question. We call this the 91 day success podcast because of the fact that um, let's face it, you know, in parts of the country, the economy could be better. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of people looking to start new side gigs, maybe looking to try something new. And if not, I have a lot of entrepreneurs in my group here that are paying attention and we all have new ideas of things we want to try. So I love to ask is if you had to start over and you had a laptop and a thousand dollars. You didn't have to worry about housing. That was all set. You had food, you had a car, but you had a thousand dollars to put into a new business and you had three months and the goal of getting to $10,000 in revenue in those three months. Edmund, what would you do? Or if you had somebody coming to you and asking, what would you recommend that they do in those first three months, those 91 days in order to start building the foundations of a sustainable and growable company. Great. I would, as I was saying uh, before about the Facebook groups, I would start a Facebook group specific to my given niche. So whether it's new to Boca Raton, Delray Beach in the surrounding areas, or another one of my group, and you guys can join this chat GPT and real estate sales. Um, people, just as the example earlier of the woman who started the bereavement group, you get people actually coming to you. And depending upon the questions that get asked, you're going to be able to, with that $1,000, get a Zapier account. There's another thing called um, Guest Kit, which connects the people that sign up for your group on Facebook groups and that... They're, when I ask them for the information, that information gets then put into a Google Doc and my CRM. So I've captured them. Also within my CRM, they're getting put into an immediate drip campaign. So let's walk through. People come through that funnel. They, on their own free will, join the group. They volunteered their own email address. We know what the group is about. Now we need to marry uh, the fact that they said they're planning to buy with the messaging that they actually get. And that's what actually increases. I would know your numbers. I would say that the numbers really don't lie. I know that about 65 to 70% of the people who join the groups give me their email addresses, more in ChatGPT and real estate sales than in the other one. And that's fine because I know those numbers and I know which percentage of those people will call back. And I know that the probability of the ones that do. So when you actually have a clear understanding of your numbers, the answers kind of tell themselves. Numbers tell a story. Um, they really do. And so I would get that group started. So what we, my, my thousand dollars here started the group that was free. My yep. what my um, 
uh, whatchamacallit, my Zapier account, let's call that $45 a month if you're gonna do very well. So we got that covered. Um, you got your CRM, again, depending upon what you have, it could be 50 to 100 bucks a month, it could be more, it could be less. So there, there's your budget. I guess where I'm staying, I'm, I'm eating their food, right? I don't have to buy my yep. lunch. Okay, so I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm making my peanut butter and jelly sandwich out of my, the fridge of my good friend's house. And that's how I would start to gain traction and selectively reduce the messaging that isn't working, you know, where it falls on deaf ears, both on the time that it gets posted as well as the type of messaging and concentrate just on the stuff that the audience wants to see. That's what the Facebook groups really are. I'm giving you what you want. ChatGPT and real estate sales. It is for a realtor who's interested in ChatGPT. It's not a sexy name. It's not, it's not called uh, mass equities. It's not Bogan Enterprises. It's really telling them, you know, new to Boca Raton, Delray Beach and the surrounding areas. It is absolutely in the name. It's telling you it's not sexy, but it gets the job done. I love it. And I love the specificity with what you're recommending there, because again, you're building that audience, you're attracting your tribe. And those are people that are most likely to do business with you. Uh, I just got pitched this morning and it makes me think of a, a sales pitch I got this morning. Somebody popped up and said, Hey, Jonathan, I love your YouTube channel, but I know you could use more subscribers. I can send you 50,000 views in the next week. Would you like more information? And my response was no. Mm, and the guy was the guy was like, well, what do you mean? You don't want more views? And I'm like, no, you don't understand. I'd love 50,000 views, but I'd rather have 500 views from people that I want to work with and that want to work with me as opposed to 50,000 views from some foreign country in East Africa or wherever sure. in the world, not picking on any country that will never reach out to me to do business with me. It, it's I'm a digital marketing guy. So again, and when it comes to that world, I see that all the time, you know, hey, just give us a couple hundred dollars and we'll send you thousands of views to your website. Well, that's great. But in your case, Edmund, if you want to send people to your website and everybody that comes happens to be from, oh, let's just say Yugoslavia, that doesn't do you any good because none of those people are looking for a gated community home in Boca Raton. So you just wasted all that time and energy in order to get what I call feel good, which doesn't meet, doesn't help your bank account at all. Mm. Um, so I love the way you're describing that because again, by building that group and I'm a huge fan of groups, I've got lots I'd love to create. Um, and I, I love the idea of the tools you're sharing. I mean, that's, that's fantastic. I think that's great advice on getting started and you didn't come anywhere near to spending the thousand dollars, but yet you're building that community and that community will support you when you add value to what they're doing. Oh, so I would have found a way to spend it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have found it. But we always do. Isn't that amazing? I mean, it, 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 we always do. And, yeah. and as a married man as I am, if, if we don't, our wives generally don't have any problem or our kids in helping us figure out how to do that. So that, that's uh, an, another law, Parkinson's law that yeah. the, the bookshelf behind you is filled. There's yes. nothing empty. Yeah. Um, but yet you have enough room somehow. Did you Amazingly. Have, have just that amount of books? No, your brain fills it to where the content will allow. That's Parkinson's law. We will spend money to the extent that it's available. We will spend time based on what is truly available. So I love it. I'm not familiar with that. I'm going to have to look that one look up. Parkinson's, Parkinson's law. The, 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 I forgot, sir, something Parkinson, and it has nothing to do with the disease. Uh, but he, he oftentimes made the observation that the, the British Empire, even though their territory was shrinking by 50%, their bureaucracy doubled. Well, it doesn't make it in my country club, by the way, I see that too. 20 years ago, there were 150 less staff. Now, a lot of these people are part time. But when I make the argument, it's like, how could that be? It's the same 730 homes. We don't have members yeah. outside. How could this possibly be? No, it's, it, but here's the thing it, it's in, in, in the mind, they're like, okay, we need something to fill in the gap here. Could they be without 150 people? Of course they could. I make the argument for, for fiscal reform here. Of course they could. They did uh, 30 years ago. Everybody was happy. Yeah. So of course there could be stuff. 
Um, anyway, look, look, it's, I knew you'd like that one. Go look that oh, up. I do. I love that one. That's, that's fantastic. That's great. That's great. Well, Edmund, if people are, are listening and they're in the Boca Raton area or maybe between Miami Beach and, and, and wherever else I've forgotten, oh, Palm Beach, sorry, uh, that, you, that your team serves and they go, you know, I really need to get connected with Edmund and, and your team. Uh, maybe they're driving in their car and they're not watching us on video. What's the best way for them to reach out and get a hold of you? Well, my number is right below here. I put it. I in see that. My That's great. Face. Uh, you can also go to boganhomes.com. Uh, that's B-O-G-E-N-H-O-M-E-S.com. Uh, and for the realtors that are watching, I'd love for you to try my mastermind group as my guest. I think you'll really, truly enjoy it. And I think that you'll find that we're all, we all are different, but we all have very similar problems when it comes to the business. And I'd love to get a bunch of Michigan uh, agents into it. We've got New Jersey, we've got New York, we've got California, Texas, Arkansas, uh, Alabama, Louisiana. We've got 25 or 30 states now represented. Um, I don't believe that we've got Michigan at this point. So that'd be kind of, kind of nice. Well, what an amazing offer. That's amazing. So if I heard you right, you're saying if you're a real estate agent listening and I do have them in my audience, you're yes. offering them a, a, a basically a, a free guest pass to your mastermind to check it out. And did I hear you right? Only to the 91 day podcast people. You need to call me up and say, hey, Ed, I heard you on the podcast and I heard you're going to give me like a free meeting. And the answer is yes, because you know, Jonathan, because you listen to this podcast, you're in. Wow. Thank you so much for that, Ed. That's an amazing offer. That, that's that's incredibly generous. Thank you. And as someone who actually has uh, sat in the background in one of those, because Ed let me just see what he was doing. Let me tell you, he adds a tremendous amount of value. So I really want to encourage you, if you're a realtor, take Edmund up on that. It is a true valuable offer that will benefit you greatly. So Thank you. And we, 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 we're talking about on Wednesday uh the new chat the new gpt groups that you can make for yourself i just made my oh own. love them on friday the 17th i've got uh, a special guest jared freed he has a special on netflix right now called 37 and single and he was on the tonight show twice he's a comedian who has 1.2 million followers on his podcast and we're talking about going viral and social growth and lastly on the 21st uh which is a tuesday We've got uh, Howard Lorber. He's the CEO of Douglas Elliman nationally. He's got mm -hmm. 8,000 agents that work with him. So I've got some pretty cool guests as well. Not as cool as you, Jonathan. I do want to get you as well, but, uh, but some cool people. Well, I would, I would love to do that. It'd be an honor to chat to you and, and your group and all that. I just want to thank you for your time today. This has been an incredibly engaging conversation, as all of ours are, Edmund. I appreciate that. Uh, and I'd definitely love to, we talked earlier, about doing a live stream and talking about some of this. I think that would be great. I'd love some feedback, by the way, if you're watching the podcast and you'd like to hear more of this, let us know in the comments, send me an email, reach out to, to me and let me know. And we'll bring Edmund back on and we'll have some more fun and, and share some more immense value. We just, uh, again, Edmund, thank you so much for your time today. I, I'm thank greatly you. appreciative. Uh, and thank you, everyone that stuck with us and listened. We value you. If you like this podcast, do us a favor. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to it. We really appreciate you. And we will see you guys on the other side. Make it a great day, everybody.